Hello and welcome to the Healing Wisdom Podcast. I'm Valerie Smaldone. This is the place where you get to meet fascinating people who've transformed their lives and others, and we get to discover how they embarked on their healing path. Kathy Van Ness is Chief Operating Officer and General Manager at the legendary Golden Door in Southern California. With a background in brand development and management in luxury and fashion, Kathy came on board the Golden Door and embarked upon a complete transformation of the property. Now, Kathy Kathy's also very involved with sustainability. She's a member of the World Affairs Council, the Sustainable Business Council, and a member of the Advisory Board for Five Gyres, an organization dedicated to the elimination of plastic pollution in the seas. Kathy, welcome to the Healing Wisdom Podcast. You have years of experience in fashion and design, yet you came to the Golden Door and headed a complete transformation of this luxurious property. Tell me how this came to pass. Well, it's a really great story. I met a friend of mine in YPO. I was just transitioning back to America. My youngest daughter was in London. My oldest daughter was in Morocco in the Peace Corps. And I was in Montreal, Canada. So we chose to, in the sort of the early 2000s to 2000, almost to 12, we lived out of the country, which is very exciting. And so we all were transitioning back to the country. And of course, I was heading back to L.A., And I got a phone call that the Golden Door had just been acquired in December 12th, uh, 2012. And this was now the first week of January. Could I come down and give them some help, probably on the branding side? Mm -hmm. And I said, absolutely, sure. I'm not, I've got some time. And so I'd known about the Golden Door all my life. I'd actually bought a book when I was at high school about how to make Takati bread by Golden Door, which is certainly random. And I was here helping the new owner get sort of her feet wet. She'd not really run a business before. And it was run at that time by an asset management company who had their own ideas. And sure, after a short period of time, honestly, she just thought I'd be the perfect candidate to run this place. And so I did. So the concept of ever running a hotel or even a wellness hotel never even occurred to me. But when it was laid in front of me, I thought, wow, this is a very interesting opportunity. It's so interesting and random how life can work and that you also were a fan of the bread from the <laughs> Golden Door years earlier. Can you imagine? So, yeah. And so you had this experience and you built the brand with its very own specific identity in the well-being space, which you have created. Tell me about how you describe the Golden Door today. It's a, it's probably one of a kind. It's one of the few properties that we do, the, we plan the whole week. The, the beauty of the Golden Door is, is forget it's 600 acres. Forget that it's a Japanese Ryokan Inn that has its own sort of spiritual mecha- you know, modeling because of the simplicity of the design. Take all the employees who've been here for 40 and 50 years who are all experts. And you know that's one of the things we pride ourselves is on our staffing. Busy people have a hard time making room for their own lives and their own appointments to take care of themselves. We know this, being busy people, by the time we get down to planning our vacations, it's either way early or way too last minute. And typically what's left may not be what you want to do. So the Golden Door, everything is planned. You just have to tell me what week out of 52 weeks of a year you would like to be here, and we take over everything. Each guest who's here during a week has their own personal agenda. No agenda is exactly alike. You know, you even take weeks where we have just men. I don't know of a property in the wellness business that caters only to men for a full week. We have six of them a year. So that's a lot of men who get to come to Golden Door and be able to take care of themselves where they could probably do that nowhere else. So I think what makes Golden Door completely different is our programming and our staffing. Then I get to throw in the fact that it's this exquisite Japanese reopen in, and that just sort of takes it right home. Now, 
if I wanted to come with a friend or a husband, it doesn't work that way, correct? It's it's one individual per room. Right. Every once in a while, we'll have someone want to share rooms, but the price would be the same if you had your own room. We believe you should have your own room. That's how the model goes because right. your massage is in your room. You're not going to a building and sitting on a sofa, getting up to go get your massage, and then getting off the table, putting back on your clothes and having to walk somewhere. The experience of actually having the massage, like I'm sure many people have done in their homes, is completely different. And when you do it almost every day, you know, a massage every day as part of your programming, you get really familiar with your masseuse. And your masseuse is setting up your table and putting it in your room. You, you don't want to share that room with somebody else. That's now your private space. If your spouse or your friend is sitting in the room with you, it's not the same experience at all. Yeah. What an interesting concept that is. And it really forces people to be in their own space, their own world, their own consciousness, which is so important, I think, in this healing process. When you created this vision almost 10 years ago, how has it morphed to today? Because things always progress. Things are in process, right? How has it changed over the last 10 years? I think the number one ingredient that has changed is understanding how the consumer is changing. Our average age of our consumers probably topped to between 12 and 15 years. And what happens when your age group shifts from, let's say, traditionalists to baby boomers to Gen X to millennials, you have to be, that's where my experience of fashion comes in. You have to be very conscious of the attitudes of what different guests expect. A millennial or a generation X is not going to act the same as a baby boomer at all. Even the way we communicate them is completely different. The kinds of classes we offer. So in some ways, coming off the baby boomer to the new generations, they're looking for more mindfulness, not less. Mm-hmm. They're, they, are, they are very fit. They understand their exercise programs. They understand how to keep their shapes. What they're looking for is a way to sort of escape the stress that they really don't know how to manage today. They're on phones. They're used to computers. They're Zooming all their life. And their understanding of how to turn off is really hard, much harder than the older generations who are used to turning off. They never turn off. And I'm finding that they are the most enthusiastic customers today and guests of wellness you can possibly imagine. How has COVID changed people? Because we've all been through a traumatic experience. We're still in a traumatic time. This pandemic is hanging around much longer than people expected. How is that informing the individual coming to Golden Door, do you see a change in them? I see in the older, my older guests, perhaps more fear, but that's why they feel good about coming here. You know, we know who's vaccinated. We know who's not vaccinated. We test everybody who's not vaccinated every single week. And we have very strict rules here about COVID. So I think people feel really safe. But what I'm also seeing, I'm seeing a lot of young people I'm seeing a lot of young people that just have got to get out and find themselves. Maybe they need, they don't want to just get, they're not going to get on a plane and go anywhere. So I'm seeing COVID change them in the sense of, of looking closer to home, not just thinking I'm going to jump on a plane and go somewhere because they're not. What they're saying is I need to find myself and I need to find it someplace that's close that I can be safe. Now I want to shift the conversation a little bit because we needed the background, the backstory of Golden Door, but now I want to get to Kathy Van Ness because the way you described yourself earlier as a executive in in a very fast paced industry now in the wellness world, how have you changed? How has the golden door informed your life at this point? That's such a good question because fashion is completely different, right? And fashion years in advance and trying to predict where your customer is going to feel 
And here in wellness, you have to know how your customer is going to feel before we even see her. The only way we can make changes in seven days is we have to really understand he, he or she before they get here. And I think that how it's changed me is having to understand that you, the patience that you have to have here is much different because you don't have a long trend lead time to make a change. You have to make a change fairly quickly if you know that if you need a better way to do something. I also think I'd like to answer a little bit differently in the sense that coming from fashion, which is touch, you know, feel, sort of almost taste, is the perfect thing for Golden Door because putting a hotel person, which are there are lots of great hotel people, that might not have been the perfect thing for Golden Door because it was desperate for someone to understand mood and experience and color and 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 love and as I said, touch. And I think that's the things that I was able to bring here very easily coming out of the status market that made such a difference to the customer. You know, I mean, people walk through our gardens, they'll say, oh my God, every plant, every, every corner of every bush is like perfect, a perfect view. Well, that comes from years of understanding, you know, what customers want, what customers want to feel. Well, let's talk about women because you know, and I know that women have unique challenges, especially if they are in a business and they're high powered people, they have families, they have uh, a lot of commitments of time. So how do you integrate your wellness practice into a very busy life? You are a general manager, you're COO of the Golden Door. Um, what's your day like? Well, it, it, it's it's not much different than it would have been, except that I'm at this incredible, gorgeous wellness place. So I'm automatically in the zone. And I think I found myself to be more patient, more more calm. You know, fashion is such a frenetic kind of fast-paced business. This is not that kind of business. This is one of patience. And let's and also on my what I try to teach people in my business, we are all humble servants of our guests. You know, the consumer products business is completely different. Your, your, your business is sort of dominated by ideologues that get to win on product categories. That's not the case here. The case here is our, our, my business is a humble servant to our guests every single day. I want to change people's lives. And I think the biggest difference that comes along this for me, when I first joined the company, the owners agreed, 100% of our net profits go to stop child abuse in America. So we became, all, our whole lives became that our work is all part of giving, giving to guests, giving to these kids, giving back to the lands. We have 600 acres now that we have made into organic farming for our community. We're opening up a real country store for our community, which will sell all kinds of great products. So you see all those things that we can touch people I think it changes because you see the opportunity here that most people could not see. In the environment that you're in, you must see transformation happening, right? There are people who may be making huge shifts in their lives, whether it's away from tech or business or changing careers or how they choose to live their lives. It, has there been a transformation point for you that you can describe anything that is really a touchstone in your life? Well, I think that love is one thing. I think that when I came into Golden Door, I was this sort of single mom of two children, sort of sort of vowing that was my life forever. And coming into this world where love is such a part of our work, believe it or not, like having love, experiencing love, you know, whether it's it's natural, people, trees, whatever it is, I fell in love and got married. I think that's probably the biggest shocking change of my life. Congratulations. Perhaps, <laughs> I know. Perhaps that's just because I took a different view of life and said, you know, life is, I'm going to live a long time. I don't have this sort of, okay, we're going to get to this age and life is sort of over. I sort of looked at life in a different way and said, wow, I guess if it's going to be right in front of me, I 
I'm going to fall in love. And I sure, without even, I did. I found the most amazing man and I fell in love and got married. Well, that's a huge transformation, especially when you never saw that coming, right? (laughs) No, I kind of like swore it off forever. Date, yes, maybe. Travel, yes, okay. But married was something that was far beyond my my expectations. I've pretty much written it off. And I think that's because you you get this moment in time of being in this world of wellness where you can actually pause and say, where does my life really want to go? How do I picture it? What does it look like? What what do I want to feel like? Because life is speeding by. And it's, it's time to sort of say to even ourselves who are in these, these management rules affecting so many people's lives. I see it every single week. Maybe it's time to also make sure that we're transforming in our own lives. And I think that's exactly what happened to me. Well, congratulations. That's a great story. And have, <laughs> you, have you heard from others that uh, experienced something similar? Well, I, every single week, the guests come across our incredible bridge into the Golden Door, and I see them afraid, their shoulders are high, they're tight. And by the time I see them on a Wednesday, they are, their shoulders are down. They're, they're lighter. I see it every single, I used to say, I can't guarantee you that when you come to Golden Door, I'll be able to make that change. But now I'm here 10 years, I can guarantee you, unless it's something way beyond our control, you will absolutely have a profound week if you're at Golden Door. There's no question, none. Whatever is your whatever is your mountain to climb, whether it be personal or career or love or health, there's always a change. I particularly appreciate that this operation, this property, has the charitable piece of it because that's that's highly unusual. Uh, this is not a not for profit. No, that's the interesting part. No, we we absolutely we 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 are paying our taxes, as I always say. Hundred percent. We want to pay our school taxes. We're not looking to not pay taxes, and that's the beauty of it. It's the beauty of it is that this is a private business. We pay all our taxes, and all things are supposed to. We're able to actually make decisions on giving that makes it quite easy. We worked with the abuse center in San Francisco under Katie Albright. We work with a cruelty center in New York. We work the two or three centers here in California and a few other ones across the country. We see this as an important mission for the Golden Door. If we can transform our guest lives, we certainly can help maybe make a change for these children's lives. It's a wonderful and valiant effort. And um, as I said, very unique. I was very interested in your uh, participation with Five Gyres. Fascinating. Can you tell me a little bit about your your involvement and how you came to know about them? Well, in my in my background, I've always dealt with companies who had things to do with water, like Speedo and and working at Warnico and is a leader in the swimwear industry in the, in the world, actually. And when I was looking for some charitable things to get involved with, I met this organization and it's, I had no idea, honestly, Valerie, that in the oceans are these islands of trash that are miles and miles long and filled with plastic bottles and, and bics. And I decided to join because I thought they were very successful in California of getting rid of microbeads in all of the beauty products, which has now gone national, which is a very big deal because microbeads are in every single fish. And I just felt that this was the perfect alignment for someone like me that we can make a difference. And I joined their board and I I got so busy down here. I'm now on the advisory board versus the direct board, but it's an amazing organization that is teaching people what we really didn't know. There are five gyres in the world that all of the rivers and tributaries pour into, whether it be from China or America or South America, it doesn't matter. All of us are pouring into these tributaries that are circling like little currents in the oceans. And when they circle, they gather everything that's been put into the ocean and it lays on top. And it could be a foot to 10 to 12 feet deep of trash. 
Yeah, I had not known about that until I came across your website uh, and then saw that you were involved with this organization. And I did some research and I too was shocked to learn. Right. I feel I feel so uninformed. And this is a few this has been now, you know, 10 years ago. But even so. Right. We don't know that there's all this trash out there. And and it, it became part of my ethos when I came to Golden Door was to get rid of single use water bottles which is now is becoming an issue. Single-use products in hotels shouldn't be used anymore, and they shouldn't. Plastic water bottles are one of the biggest contributors to the to plastics in our fish. So we found a system which they said in hospitality you could never do because of sanitary mm-hmm. and distribution issues. It couldn't be done. But sure enough, we eliminated years ago now all our plastic water bottles for guests. We actually bring in water and have stations around the property to fill it up. We fill up the rooms all day long. And we've never even missed a beat not having plastic water bottles. We give everybody a bottle to pour their stuff in. And it's become part of our sort of mantra to always be watching these things. But from that experience, it's amazing. Yeah. No. I don't I think half the people even know what these are. Right. I didn't know what the word was, <laughs> to be exactly. very honest with you. And we're smart people. We're well read and smart and know stuff. It's like the child abuse. Honestly, when I came into Golden Door to think about what would be the perfect cause for us, I knew that a disease didn't sort of marry up to transformation. But I'd stumbled upon an article in Christmas of 2015 written by Logan Jenkins about shame on us that a child, one of the only childcare centers in San Diego was closing. And I thought, hmm, transformation of child. And I went down and met the people and that became, it became obvious of something I really had no idea about, about what happens to these young, very young, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, children in abusive homes. I mean, some of it's horrific, horrific. What I hear about you as an individual, first of all, you're a powerful woman in, in your field, in the fields you've been involved with, but you also are an activist because you see a problem and you say, how can I get involved to help fix it? Does that describe you, Kathy? And I happen to be fortunate enough to be working, to be able to self-generate our own money, which is not like, you know, we we make money. So it's, I can, the more money we make, the more money we can make a difference with. So it's actually kind of a different role. It's much like Paul Newman's role with his companies. We're not having to go out and ask for money. Although people all the time want to give us money. I think that's a second stage to set up something that people can actually contribute around the world to these children. But I think you're right. It's just, I'm lucky to have to been in business to be a solution person, to be able to say, what can I do to solve some of these things? And first piece is awareness. People have no idea about this trash. They mm-hmm. still go to Costco and buy flat, play, huge piles of water bottles and giant cartons. They have, people have no idea. Well, aside from awareness, uh, which is the first step, what do you believe people can do to make a difference besides not buying water bottles, for example, at, at Costco? What else can they do well, on a I, daily basis? I, I, that's a great question. I think there's a lot of things that we can do as far as the environment part. If people would realize that every time you buy paper towels and paper napkins and plastic water bottles and caps, every household, if you added up all of that waste is tremendous. If everybody would instead of talking about such global initiatives, of course, global initiatives are important in solar and all that, but there's also smaller initiatives that all of the universe can take part in. I mean, why don't we use cloth napkins and just throw them into your wash when every two weeks you have it? Why would you have to buy cartons and cartons of paper towels and napkins? Is it really necessary to have a bounty paper towel that just becomes trash somewhere and use hundreds of them to clean? Couldn't mm-hmm. you clean with a cloth? Mm-hmm. Couldn't you like perhaps rethink about the way you use your energy, you know, shutting off your energy. There's so many things that we can do as citizens that are on the small side. On the, on the child front side, that is 100% getting the stories out there. One of the biggest stories I told was that the Super Bowl was one of the number one sex trafficking events of the year, the Super Bowl. 
Who in knew? What way? And what did you learn? You know, it's a place where a lot of people can get together. A lot of yeah. men can get together. And this is an actual fact that the Super Bowl traffics a lot of girls into that event, those events. Making people aware of that helps us say that there's more eyeballs on the ground. That if they see young girls, they can actually report. If they don't see it, they can't help us. Mm -hmm. And we can't see behind closed doors. Any, that's impossible. And it's in child care under 18 years old. There's a great story that I, I tell. You know, a child was with an abusive mother, but it was better than the father. The mother was on heroin. She ended up dropping off the children with the father. The father wasn't supposed to be the parent. He was. He ended up pimping out his daughters until they were 18, including himself. And you will never know that unless you get involved and start telling these stories. And start making people feel like that we all have a, a, a responsibility in here to be much more aware of what's going on in our communities. And maybe that takes us to what has been our mission at Golden Door lately is talking about communities. Do you know your neighbors' names? Do you know if they have children? Do you know who they are? Do you know where they go to work? And you would be shocked today, Valerie, how many people have absolutely no idea lives next to them? Mm -hmm. None. I love that you're opening eyes to everything here on this podcast. Uh, and awareness is so crucial. As we close out, this conversation. And it's been such a pleasure to get to know you, Kathy. I have what we do is our five questions and they're real quick answers. So they're ready. Are you ready for your yep, five I'm questions? Ready. Okay. Yep. Number one, what is your morning ritual? My morning ritual? Um, I stretch. I wake up slow. I wake up very early. So I have lots of times to sort of pause awake and stretch and just sort of in bed, gather my senses and get my energy going. That's my very, waking up and stretching. It's like waking up and saying hello to the day. Beautiful. What food can't you do without? Oh my God, that's so easy. Let me see. There's so many. Let's just start with cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should say gelato or something would be much safer, but I'm afraid cheeseburgers definitely comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> yoga or meditation? Uh, I think yoga. Okay. You think? I'm not sure? Yeah. It's pretty tight. It's pretty close. Okay. What would be your favorite quote? Oh my gosh. My favorite quote is one by Steve Jobs. The quote is, if you are happy in what you do, do not settle to do something that you're not happy. But if you are happy in your job and in your work, you will be very good and you will excel. That I think the other perfect. one that I have is, is that I always tell my children, it's one that I sort of came along the way and made up probably. I don't know where I got it was life is a river. This is one of my other favorite ones. And sometimes the river is a creek and it's babbling and slow. And sometimes it's a raging waterfall and sometimes it's choppy, but you're on the boat in the river and you're going somewhere and you just have to weather through the different things of life that have different kinds of events happening it. And don't worry. We all have different times in our life that are tough and easy. Beautiful. And finally, Kathy Van Ness, what does healing mean to you? It means pausing myself long enough because I'm so active, much like you, it's hard for us really super A's to ever shut down. <laughs> but I have definitely learned when I go home to my little house and my husband, and I talk to the family, I just that's my time I turn off. I, mean, I may be still connected to work and answering phones and things like that. But I know that I'm in a place where now it's my time to heal and pause. And I think that's the most important. Just pausing. So home. Yeah. Home is everything. Kathy Van Ness, COO and General Manager of the legendary Golden Door, environmentalist and activist. You've been listening to The Healing Wisdom Podcast. I'm Valerie Smaldone.